Hey everybody, my name is Jesse Collings, and I want to tell you all about my show, The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast, here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. On The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast, we do a thorough analysis on the biggest issues and trends within the pro wrestling industry. We talk a lot about pro wrestling media, we talk a lot about fan culture and wrestling's place within general pop culture, and we talk about the broader influences that are shaping the way we discuss and analyze the pro wrestling industry. We've had some of the brightest minds in the pro wrestling intelligentsia on the show, including WrestleNomics host Brandon Thurston, both Rich Krejci and Joe Lanza from the Flagship Wrestling Podcast, Trevor Dame from the Through the Years Podcast, and a whole lot more. This isn't a show for hot takes. It's not a show recapping the latest episode of television. This is a show focusing on the biggest topics in pro wrestling and doing a deep dive on the real stories behind the surface level analysis you might find elsewhere. The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you gave us a try. Thanks. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel, joined by Devin McDonald. It is Saturday, the 1st of April, 2023. This is episode 253 of the Super J Cast podcast, where we discuss everything related to New Japan Pro Wrestling. I've ad libbed a little extra bit to the intro today. Yeah. What do you think of that? I know. Look at you. <laughs> Getting spicy. I know. It's like just going, your creative juices are flowing today. Flowing. I've gone mad with power. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You don't want to get into a. You don't want to get into just a uh, silly pattern. Although patterns are good, I think when you op- like when you do a. Sh- I don't know. People just like to hear the familiar cadence of an opening. At least I do, anyway. So I don't know. I like the fact that you changed it up, though. I did. I liked it. I liked it. Do it more often. It's going to be. Some reg- regulars are going to be like seething with rage. Like, yeah. Oh, I can't believe it. John said something slightly different in the intro. <laughs> uh, um, it'll be in the uh, podcast chat channel. <laughs> yeah. It could be worse. It could be uh, two and a half hours of um, videos. <laughs> not not going to mention the name, but. <laughs> don't mention You know who you are. You know what <laughs> the, the loser of our. Uh, Pickham's competition, New Japan Cup competition, oh, is, is having yes. a rough day. Let's just let's just put it that way. The forfeit was absolutely brutal. Yeah, yeah. You showed me a couple of the the uh, the uh, things that had to occur to the loser of our New Japan Cup poll or uh, you know, results or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> crazy. Just just what. Can I ask you, what gives people the thought that that would be a good idea to put on the interwebs? Like, just, I don't understand. I don't understand people. I don't. I don't understand people. Ah, oh, boy. But, yep, that's a, that's a punishment. That's a, that's a punishment worthy of a crime. 
<clears throat> that is for sure. As I choke on my job. Yeah. I'm dreading to think what the forfeit is going to be for uh, whoever loses the best of Super Juniors pick them. Oh, God. Some, some really sick people in our Discord. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they are. <laughs> I can't deny that. They are. They, are. they scare me. They're frightening. Uh, hey, I should say thank you to, to everyone who donated money oh, last week. Yeah, We don't know exactly who or how much, but we know there was more than usual, so we thank you for that. And anyone who hasn't, you know who you are. Mm-hmm. There's some of you there just sitting on your hands thinking, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to continue listening to the podcast for free. Mm. Well, don't. Don't. Yeah. Get on it. RedCircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash J dash cast. Or we're going to pull this whole bloody thing off the air and become a podcast that exclusively reviews Tenga products. <laughs> As uh, I, I typed into a the chat GPT and it came up with a pretty convincing version. So right. we could just do that in future. Don't, don't waste our time watching this wrestling. We can just Jack get it. The, the bots to do it all for us. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I, so I, so I, you know, I, I was privy to the, the chat GPT. And, and uh, I mean, it makes me want that product even more. <laughs> Can you get it? Let me see if I can get which, it. Which one? Well, which one were you particularly in? Uh, did you find most appealing? So there was discussion about the egg, right? And also the flip hole. I think the egg is a little bit more my speed. What is it? What, what, what is it called? Tenga? What is it? T E N G A. Tenga egg. Here we go. All right. If I can get this on Amazon, I'll buy it literally right now. Uh, the, oh my god, here that, that should be the reward. There should be a, a Discord reward for people who win these competitions. There they are. <laughs> and I think it should be a set of Tenga eggs. <laughs> okay. 35 bucks. Can I get Prime on it? Uh, okay, it's free delivery. What do you think? Do, do I pull the plug? Do I do it? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I've done worse things <laughs> live on this podcast. That's, <laughs> That's true. The, uh, but then Cheryl's going to be like, porn. wait, Cheryl's going to be like, what the fuck did you, what is a Tenga egg? <laughs> and I'm like, and just be like, oh, it's a sponsorship thing, you know, with, <laughs> right. they're paying us. The, and then you'll have to fake an ad read to be like, now from our sponsors at Tenga. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. You know what? Fuck it. I don't care. I'm doing it. Right, here we go. Add to cart. Boom. Ooh. Right? And then I will... Uh, oh, there's six different colors. Okay, great. Uh, proceed to checkout. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, oh damn it. Uh, all right, there it is. $37. This is... Just for this bit is uh, it's well <laughs> worth it. You know what I mean? Uh, see, now keep in mind, people. This is where, This is what your money goes for, right? Great stuff like this. <laughs> is this tax deductible? <laughs> it should be. What the fuck? All right. Send it there. Okay. Uh, payment method. There's that. Okay. Good. Estimated delivery. April 5th or to April 7th. All right. I got the variety pack. Tenga egg. Just in time for sacrogenesis. <laughs> and look, I know I have put videos on YouTube of me doing the booze lip recording chili deathmatch challenge. <laughs> You're not obliged to do the same, Damon. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate that. If you want to, fine. (laughs) All right, here we go. Place my order. And kaboom. All right. 
orders placed. I think I, hopefully by this time next week, I will have a full review of the egg. Egg data. How much, is the, egg. how much is the flip hole? Have they got the flip hole on Amazon? Let's see. Uh, right, let's see here. Uh, flip. They do. They do. A little bit more pricey. Oh, the flip The flip looks like it's fucking... Have you seen the flip? I have, yeah. Jeez. I looked it up after I did the chat GPT thing. And, <laughs> I mean, just, just by looking at it, Damon, will you agree that this would be the best flip we've ever talked about on the Super J cast? <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> Without question. No doubt. Uh, yeah, this thing looks a little bit more robust, Right, it looks a little bit more uh, solid construction. Seventy-two bucks, though. Seventy-two bucks. Okay. So, how many eggs did you get for your thirty-six? Six. Okay, so you could get twelve eggs for the price of a flip hole. Yeah. Yeah. We could start up a new economy based on this. <laughs> I know, really. Fuck Bitcoin. <laughs> We're talking about Tenga. Flipcoin. Uh, <laughs> Jackcoin. Jizzcoin. <laughs> Come on, we can keep going. Come on. Um, all right. Not, I mean, can I ask you? A, a, well, I should probably have read the reviews or read. So, so, are, so these eggs, are they disposable? Like, is it one and done? I think they're reusable. You can just keep using them until they go moldy, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. The, wait, wait. When so, they start growing fungus, then it's time to throw it away. <laughs> so, the eggs have... Um, there's a thing on Amazon. They've evolved. They've become sentient. They look like they're fucking from the That's matrix. That's like something out of Last of Us. <laughs> right. They turn into the clickers. <laughs> um, there's... I, I don't know what colors I get. I got I got a variety pack, mind you. But like the the blue one is like sphere and like inside the mold. Here, I'm gonna take a screenshot. Let me just I'll, I'll send it. I tell you what, you know, I, I've got to say this. I think New Japan are missing a trick here. If anyone from the merchandise department is listening, yeah, uh, as ridiculous as that would be, they should do bushy themed tenga eggs. So <laughs> each of the tenga eggs in the variety pack is a different bushy mask, oh, or like just just different mask wrestlers. There could be a Doki one and a, yeah. a, a, a Desperado one and a Titan one. <laughs> you know, I'm fucking the Liger one. <laughs> you know you know that all right i'm kind of excited i'm kind of like uh all right wait a minute wait hold, time out one second i i could i could have gotten the same day i could have gotten this today <laughs> you could have got it live on the podcast <laughs> i mean it says delivery today 5 p.m oh it's here <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I mean, um, can I? Maybe I can change the fucking uh, delivery date. I don't no, want to wait. No, keep it as it is because you. No, you have to. That's part of the excitement because oh, you don't right. know how many days you're going to have to wait. And every day when the mail comes, you're going to be like, oh, <gasps> "Is this it? my ex here?" <laughs> you're going to be running down the stairs. Show's going to be like, "What? What are you so excited about?" <laughs> I'm running upstairs. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> What are you doing? Santa's here. 
Oh my! And it's weird because it oh, hey, look, it's Easter. It is Easter, so it's seasonal, isn't it? It's just, it is. Oh, just some Easter Easter eggs for myself. They certainly do look like Easter eggs. They do look like. All right, so let me just just do a little quick. To include six male masturbator easy beat eggs with unique internal structures: wavy, clicker, spider, twister, stepper. And oh Jesus! And silky. I don't like the what am I sticking my dick in here? <laughs> the clicker and spider sound quite frightening. Yes. I don't want to put my my willy inside a, a, a clicker or a spider. Right. Uh, Have you ever seen the film Arachnophobia, Damon? I've heard of it. Yes. Yeah, it's one of my favourites. I was watching watching that the other week. It's it's brilliant. If, you, if anyone's not seen it, it's very underrated. Oh. It's an absolute blast. So. There we go. Transition into Joel's movie reviews. <laughs> <laughs> um, disposable, easy to use design, Joel. Crack open the shell-like casing, pour in the attached lotion, and you're ready to go. Simple. Simply place our male stroker ugh, back in the shell and dispose of. So I guess it's one and done. Yeah. Um, I, I'm ecologically friendly. I, I would use it more than once. I think really? using it just once would be harmful to the environment. I think you should just, <laughs> just keep using it until it until it falls apart. Uh, I'm. Uh, this is going to be. I I am so excited. All right. Well, there we are. It's ordered. I'll have a uh, full whacking review. Brilliant. And uh, speaking of reviews, I think we should also talk about something we're equally excited about. Not just our, our wanking toys, but also the brand new EP that's coming out from our good friends from Escape the Box. So yes. this is a coming out on April the 7th. So music fans uh, united in excitement for this one. So the project is called Division is Fatal. And the premise of the project is to highlight the inequalities of life in the UK currently under the Tory bastard. So I'm doing it again. I was I was told never to discuss religion or politics oh. on the show because you'll immediately halve your audience. So bye to, to <laughs> the uh, conservative <laughs> voters out there. It's, it's nice having you along for the rides. But uh, we've got two tracks here. One Track one is called Freedom. What is that anyway? And track two is called Make Sense. And uh, of course, you know, we've, we've all got our taste in music. And I suspect this is more in my wheelhouse than yours, David, because I'm the sort of person who enjoys the sort of alternative rock and the post-hardcore uh, subgenres of music, and this was yeah, this is, honestly this is exactly the sort of, sort of stuff that I listen to. Like one of my favourite bands uh, are is is called Arcord Under Oath, uh, and it really reminded me of them. Just the uh, sort of that mixture I like of sort of harmonious melodies, but also the 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 little the, the edge to it as well where you're mixing together the the rough with the smooth and not only that i mean i enjoy the the way it sounds but also the lyrics speak to me as a, a tory hater you know someone who's looking to move back to the uk and sees the inequality there and, and how unjust it is it makes me sit to my stomach so it's great to see um our friends at escape the box combining Two of my favorite things: music and shitting on the Tories. <laughs> there, the the thing I'm I'm always most impressed with is that, like, it, it's when you tell somebody that, oh, I'm you know I'm in a band, and you know, unfortunately, you, your mind kind of drifts to, oh, okay, you play in a, a folk uh, a, a local 
pub or you pet you play, you know, you're just small time. Like this is not it, man. Like they sound unbelievably professional. Um, and it's it's all DIY, right? I mean, it's all Dan and, and pro- producing and like editing videos and creative videos, like just unbe- like he, Dan will send over videos and I will be like, you did this? He's like, yeah. And it's, they're, they're un- visually unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, I'm, I'm so proud of them because they are legit. And I, 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 I tell them this all the time. Like sometimes I joke with Dan and I say, you know, oh, I can't wait to, you know, go to Glastonbury. They're on the cusp. I'm telling you this. And and I think this new project that they have coming out, like in the next day or two or soon, or by the time you check your Spotify's and your Apple music's and iTunes and all that, it should be up. If it's not up already, it's like quality the the quality is there the quality is there um you won't be disappointed with that so i'm proud of them they they have done it again when it comes to um making music that i think that that like if you're a fan of that genre i can't imagine you not being a fan of this band i can't imagine you not being a fan of this band period just just the fact of who they are yeah, I mean they they hustle and they're and they're and they're clawing to the top, and like I just don't think that there's anything that could stop them aside from, you know, the dumbest of dumb shit that stops most good bands. <laughs> but yeah, it, like it's happening for them, and or, I'm so proud. Or of Tory them. censorship. Well, once, that's true too. Once um, what's his name? Who's the prime minister? Rishi Sunak gets a, a whiff of this. He's gonna gonna have the feds around and banging on the doors and destroying all their instruments but no you're absolutely right like the only difference between their music and the stuff that that i listen to it's not the quality it's just the 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 publicity and the marketing and all that stuff because you know quality wise in terms of the production values and instruments and all that and the, the crispness it's it's all there yeah lyrics spot on sounds sounds wonderful yeah, I, I I'm not very good at reviewing music. Like, but it's, no. it's genuinely, it's just really great. I was listening to it on the way home today after I've been out for dinner. I was just like, "Fuck yeah, this is good. This yeah. is good shit." So, well done. Escape the box. Do check it out. I'll repeat again. So, the name of that project is Division is Fatal. Should be out around the seventh of April. So okay. Two tracks. Freedom. What is that anyway? And make sense by Escape the Box. Check it out. Yeah, please. I mean, I I think you'll love it. Like, I think you'll love it. All right. Uh, we did good there, I think, right? All right. I don't know. What else we got? Let's talk a little bit about AW Dynamite. Oh. Because there was a match that has New Japan interests on it. It was Kenny Omega defending the IWGP US Championship against Jeff Cobb. Uh, Kenny Omega won the match after, I don't know how long it was, about 15 minutes with the one-winged angel, and then uh, immediately afterwards, he was uh, battered by the uh, Blackpool Combat Club. So, you know, we had a little chat last week about what this does for New Japan, and I can't really imagine any non-New Japan watchers slash subscribers seeing that and thinking, wow, 
I've got to check out New Japan after this. Right. You know, all the people that were in the mentions saying, oh, it's going to get more eyeballs on it. Well, to what end? Right. You know, who is going to be watching that where Kenny Omega won and it wasn't even like it connected to a New Japan storyline. It was just immediately, like as, as soon as the, the bell went, it's transitioned into another AEW program, which is, you know, it's fine. It's, a, it's AEW TV. That is their prerogative. But again, I'm not really seeing what this does for New Japan doesn't particularly bother me i mean this again as we discussed last week this is what new japan do they like to put one of their mid-card titles on on ice for most of the year so uh it's not something i'm particularly up in arms about but uh we have a question from let me get the twitter handle correct Metham, who says uh new japan wrestler lost clean on awtv in a match with no awtv build in which the new japan wrestler hit 90 percent of his offense during the ad break and the match only went about 12 minutes my question is as follows is anyone fucking surprised it was disappointing. Look, the match was good, I thought. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, like the, 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 if you're a New Japan Pro Wrestling fan, and you can be both, right? There's absolutely no- nothing to say that you can't be both. But if you're looking at it objectively, which we try to do, give you both sides of the argument, uh, I, yeah, I don't see how New Japan comes out any better um again they have the the great opportunity with these forbidden door shows um they are great shows they are fun shows they are uh they're they're i mean if they're split in the house i don't know how they're how you know what what that split looks when it comes to the gate but um aside from that like from a from a a uh, let's get interest just in New Japan Pro Wrestling, or let's have some kind of trickle down effect uh, that would impact New Japan. I don't know. I I I I failed to see it. To be quite honest with you, I failed to see it. All right. Well, let's move on then to discuss Multiverse United, which was the a joint produce so from New Japan Pro Wrestling and Impact Wrestling. So this took place on From the Thursday, glo- March 30th. Yeah. Yeah, the Globe Theatre in uh, Los Angeles, California. So we started off here with uh, a, I think it was, I don't know if it was televised. I didn't see it on the, the Fight TV broadcast that I watched. So this was Yuya Uemura defeating Gabe Kidd in seven minutes with a high crossbody. Now, I didn't see this match. The reason I bring it up was uh, a rather intriguing tweet from Yuya. He's been doing this a lot, to be fair. But uh, the tweet says, thank you for everything, NJPW, LA Dojo. I'm going my way. So some people are interpreting this as, oh, he's coming back to Japan. Maybe he was the guy who they were describing in the vignette that appeared in the New Japan Cup final. Um, I leaning more towards he's just moving out of the dojo because he hasn't been on excursion that long. It's only been about 18 months. So um, I suspect he is going to be staying in the States for a while longer, but maybe he's just not going to be living at the dojo anymore. I, honestly, I would expect him to be sticking around in the States for maybe another year because they just they brought back a lot of people already. I think, I don't know if Suji is on his way back soon, but yes, gun to my head, I, I'm thinking you uh, sticks around in the States for a bit longer. I mean, here's the thing. It, somebody's coming back, right? <laughs> obviously, um, giving that vignette, that video package. Um, I, and, and the tweet, I mean, I can see where people are trying to connect those dots, but 
Um, it does feel like it would be a little bit like it. W- it does feel like somebody would be slotted in that slot just from a time perspective. But Joel, I gotta be honest with you. Um, seeing those tweets and hearing about those tweets and the video package and it does. I mean, you can make an argument that Yuya is the guy. Um, I look. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. But I would not be surprised if it's Yuya. I would. I, I just right. think with um, Shota and Ren coming back in relatively quick succession, if they bring Yuya back as well, he'd kind of get lost in the shuffle because I still think they're working on establishing Shota and Ren. And yeah, I just think we let's yeah. just hold it. Hold on to you. You're keeping him in the States for now. Um, no need to rush him back. No, no, there isn't. And you do have a point in the sense that he would be. Well, I mean, if if he comes back with a big splash, well, whoever whoever's whoever's getting that package already is is ahead of the game. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm kind of on the fence when it comes to who it is. Um, and I do see your point that it it would be, uh, you know, as I like to say, 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag, um, which is the theme of multiverse. United. <laughs> I'm going to be saying that a lot, but, uh, yeah, that's true. Continue. That's true. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, I think, I think you could go either way. I don't, that I, I don't have the branding. A- multiverse United colon 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. <laughs> I mean, there, there, there. This was that. Okay, let's let's get into it then. Go ahead. Uh, all right. So uh, we started with a X Division Championship six way scramble where Trey Miguel retained against uh, Rocky Romero, Clark Connors, Kevin Knight, Rich Swan, and Frankie Kazarian. So that went seven minutes. Um, I obviously would say this is a biased New Japan fan, but I thought Clark and Kevin were the highlights. It was a you know fun opener. A lot of the US style goofy spots you get in matches like this and yeah like i said before the running theme of the show was the uh the the large amounts of shit in the smaller bag now i wouldn't call it shit because honestly i think you look at the roster across this card and you could genuinely make some really interesting singles matches or or 2v2 tag matches rather than cramming everyone onto the cards but i mean that that was fine as the next division opener i mean the next match we've got an eight-man tag with pco callahan Alex Coughlin and Fred Rosser defeating Joe Hendry, Eddie Edwards, Tom Lawler, and Jared Kratos. Again, it's just a lot of people in this match. Right. We know what the New Japan guys can do. We know what Lawler and Kratos and Rosser and Coughlin can do. They can't really showcase it all in an eight-man tag match. So again, it just feels like we're sort of trying to crowbar everyone in. The, the Cobb versus Moose singles match was pretty fun. I mean, it's about what I expected because you know Moose is a pretty fun guy to watch once a year. Oh, Leeds nearly scored there. <laughs> uh, yeah, Moose is pretty limited against, uh, a, 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 well, he, again, he's not a guy who's a particularly multifaceted wrestler, but against guys like Ishii or Cobb in a 10-minute match, like, sure, I'll watch that. That's fine. Uh, I did not watch the Knockouts Championship match. I apologize for that. The World Tag Team Championship, again, we've got another four-way match. We've got eight people here. So we've got Aussie Open, uh, Ace Austin and Chris Bay, Bad Duty and Shane Haste, and Motor City Machine Guns. So... Uh, Ace Austin and Chris Bay retained their Impact Tag Team Championships there. So, again, yet another big multi-man. 
Plenty of talent there. It was laid out well. It was a good match and a great to see Badu Tito again. I really hope he gets the call back to Japan soon because he is awesome and he got a bit of a showcase here. He was featured quite prominently, which I enjoyed. Um, I was also quite impressed with Chris Bay, who kind of faded into the background in the Super Junior Tag League, but it, it looks like he's sort of polished up a bit. So, oh, that's got to be a penalty. Come on, ref. As he pointed to the spot. He has, yes. I believe we've got a penalty there. So I'll I'll be reporting back shortly to let you know how Arsenal have done with that. Please. Uh, And yeah, so we got all of that multi-man schmoz out of the way. Like none of it was bad. It was all pretty decent, but there was just too much of it. Like I don't mind one or maybe two of matches of this type, but it just felt there was way too much of it on the other card. Yeah, it was pretty tiring. I got to be honest with you. Like, I... I mean, in the first handful of matches, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, 10, 11, 12, 13, uh, and now let, let, let's do the knockouts, 14, 15, 16, 17, and then the tag, 18, 19, 20, 21, I, I, again, this is four matches. And we have over 25 fucking wrestlers. It's just too much. I'm sorry. It's too much. And truth be told, while the matches themselves were pretty good, they were good, good to pretty good. I had a lot of trouble just why, like many times during this, I'm, I'm kind of thinking to myself, why, why do I care about this? Like, why? What, why am I, why, why would anybody care? Like, again, great wrestling, fine. I get it. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. I don't know if you know that. Uh, but, like, where's, what am I supposed to hook, sink my teeth into here? Um, yeah, it, nothing really that's making you think, oh, I've got to tune into Impact next week to, or, or their next show. Whatever right. It is. Uh, no, I do know what it's called. It's, uh, fuck. Um, 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 Come on. Uh, Rebellion. Rebellion is correct. But, um, yes. Yeah. But yeah, there was nothing here that made me think, oh yeah, I've got, got to see more impact. Mm-mm. Nothing. Um, and even though the matches can be very good, the idea of, I don't know, it just looks low rent having all these multi-man tags on a show like this. I don't... Like... People, when people see this, even though the quality of the matches can be good, I think the general perception is these matches are meaningless, right? Like when you see all these, you know, five, ten people in a match, and it's like... What am I supposed to get out of this? That's really what it is. It's like I I would say to Impact, like have a bit more faith in your roster. Like you pick a a handful of guys that you think you want to showcase to the casual New Japan audience, and pick what you you know strong opponent from New Japan to showcase your wrestler and make them look good. Because again, just crowbarring everyone onto the undercard does them no favors. Right. And let's be very truthful here. What are they crowbarring on? You know, it's not like they're crowbarring on, you know, chaos or, uh, 
Lucy and Gilbert, you know, it's like we're cramming in, and this is no disrespect, but we're cramming in Frankie Kazarian, and we're cramming in, I don't know, Joe Henry, and we're cramming in Eddie Edwards, and we're cramming in, you know, Motor City Machine, I don't know, I mean, maybe Motor City Machine Guns is a bad example, but you get my point. No, no, but they are good, and that's my point. They should have been in a, a straight two-on-two tag match. Do notice any machine guns against right. Tito and Shane Haste? Right. Yeah, just, just pick. Yeah, just. I mean, well, here's the thing, too. This weekend is a little bit diff- different, right? In the sense of, with with this being WrestleMania weekend, and the location of, of it, um, wrestlers will gravitate toward that location looking and getting work sometimes double shots sometimes triple shots in one evening um so the idea of of this ta- of this show even though it is a bit it does seem a bit just slapped together um a lot of these guys are here for the week, you know, or or at the very least the weekend. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe they're saving themselves physically because they've got quite a high volume of matches in a short space of time. So, yeah, actually, now you've mentioned that the multi-man stuff probably serves that purpose, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if the, the only thing that I can, you know, give them credit for that, you know, from a from a viewing perspective, it might not be fantastic, but that like. A lot of this weekend. I mean, how many shows are there this weekend? Um, just countless. Um, every fucking promotion under the sun is running a show. It feels like uh, during WrestleMania weekend. So, yeah, I mean, it's a. It, this was Thursday, right? And they had shows on Friday, and they will have shows probably going on as we record this. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh, the idea of conserving yourself is probably in full effect. And again, getting as many people work as possible. That's fine. And an important Easter message here, uh, Jesus has risen. And of course, I'm talking about Gabriel Jesus, oh. Jesus, who has scored a penalty for Arsenal. So they've won a lot against Leeds. Hooray. Um, all right, I did want to take a little bit more time with the top end of this card because I thought there was some good stuff here. There was a special singles match uh, where Kashida defeated Leo Rush in 12 minutes, 42 seconds with a hoverboard lock. Uh, this was not the Steve Macklin match, as I previously said. I got mixed up because that is a rebellion, Steve Macklin versus Kushida, and I believe that's for their vacant Impact World title. So apologies to all the Steve Macklin fans. Uh, I have to admit, you know, sort of going back a bit here, when we heard that Kushida had re-signed with New Japan, I was not expecting it to be primarily... LA Dojo seminars and <laughs> working impact dates, to be honest. But, I mean, it makes sense if, if Kushida does prefer to stay in the US with his family. Like, I completely understand him not wanting to uproot them and, you know, go back into the, the grind of the uh, Japan-based tours. And I do like that Kushida's picked up a touch of the grumpy veteran and he was showing that here. So, I like it. There's a bit more edge to him now. And, and also, a little hat tip to the versatility of, excuse me, I'm going to belch into the microphone, Do it. of Leo Rush, uh, to be able to go from the Hiromu 100-mile-an-hour epic into this kind of match, which is like more grounded, map-based, arm match. 
if I've got one critique, and this might just be a, a me thing, I thought the arm selling was a bit spotty down the stretch. Like he had it worked over the entire match. Then in the closing stretch, he just went into all his signature spots and completely ignored it. So that's my selling pervert complaint. But aside from that, the finish was great when he went in to do his um, move, move off the top rope, which I forgot the name of, and straight into the hoverboard lock, straight into the tap. That was a really nice finish. Um, yeah, very good match. I, I like this one a lot. I mean, these two guys can fucking go. Um the biggest challenge that I have right now is remembering that Kushida is actually a New Japan pro wrestler. <laughs> right. I mean, do you think he's going to be in best of the super juniors? You would think, you know, you would, if six months ago went by, you know, went by and you asked me that question, uh, I would say a thousand percent. Now I'm like, I don't I, Who knows? <laughs> don't know i swear to god i completely forget sometimes that he is on the roster um and again out of sight out of mind but to me is he on the roster he's on the impact roster i think about the new japan roster right <laughs> right and i know that the uh what was it the hoof and mouth what did he get fucking shin sport uh yeah hand foot and mouth yeah gal what the fuck he get um i mean that put him on the shelf for a little bit but i just feel like to me, this has been an absolute dud, him coming back, which which to me is preposterous, given what we know of his back catalog of work, especially with New Japan. Um, uh, like, I just feel like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to feel. Like, give me... Give me your thoughts on Kushida being back in New Japan so far. Like, what what's the first thing that pops in your head? Well, I thought the angle they did at Sapo Genesis, where he was actually the new Bullet Club leader, was really exciting and left a, a lot of people with egg on their faces. <laughs> it could happen, Damon. You, we don't know that. Uh, yeah, I, I was I was expecting him to slot straight back into the junior title scene. I was hoping that there'd be maybe a fresh coat of paint, a new gimmick, perhaps even a, a heel turn. And I'm certain that Illness put pay to a lot of those. Like, I think had he not got unwell, then he would have at the very least, what, was he lined up to be facing Ishimori? And uh -huh. you know, it could be that Master Watto took the spot that he was going to have. Maybe it was supposed to be Kushida in the Wrestle Kingdom match. But just the more that's gone on, like even after he recovered from that, the way he's kind of faded into the background makes me think it's maybe out of his choice. Maybe he just doesn't want to do that heavy workload anymore. Maybe he's just happy being a, a low profile guy, working impact, working in the dojo, being with his family. That that could be what he wants. I mean people change as they get older, their priorities change. He's you know, is this guy the Hiroki Goto of the junior division? Like I don't know if there's a contract or what the contract involves, but <clears throat> New Japan is this weird independent promotion. <laughs> you know, it's like on what planet other than, uh, you know, independent pro wrestlers, can they just kind of dictate what they want to do? Like, did they sit down with Kushida and say, all right, here's our plans for you to for the next six months Sign up, 
you know, and away we go. Or was it, okay, yeah, come back and then do whatever you want. <laughs> you know, like what, I, what, how can that be? I don't understand that. I don't understand that. Like what I'm very curious to learn what his contract actually is. If there is in fact a contract, um, or is he just back? Like just showing up whenever the fuck he wants. Uh, who knows this company sometimes I, I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they, they, they really want to jumpstart and make strong gains in the Western market. And then there are times where I'm just like, there's no, I don't think they, I don't think that's on their radar. Um, and I think with Kushida, it's like, okay, is he going to be what you build around in the States? Um, you've, you've pretty much blew up the idea of, you know, strong and what it was. And now it's this kind of weird in the middle of what it was and what it wants to be. I don't know. Like, I just think like new Japan in the United States needs a real fucking hard reset. And they have to figure out what they want to fucking accomplish because like, we're not in pandemic times anymore. Especially in the States. We're not. We're not in pandemic mode anymore. It's like the furthest thing from our fucking minds at this point. What is the game plan in the United States specifically? Like, if they just do they just want to have these partnerships and save money and just have guys do work? Or is there a purpose to this? Is, is the United States... I guess that's my biggest question. Is the United... And I wish... Oh, I wish I had like the bat phone. I could just pick up the phone and call fucking top brass at New Japan and say and ask what what are the plans? What are the plans? Can somebody tell me what the fuck the plan is? No, nobody can. All right, thank you. I suppose this, whilst not strictly related to Multiverse United, might be a good time to bring up the fact that Katsuyori Shibata has been given a singles title, but not a New <laughs> Japan product. He is the new ROH Pure Champion after uh, defeating Wheelie Utah. And that kind of illustrates your point, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, another guy there who a, a lot of fans, I would say most fans, all fans are sort of frothing at the mouth to have uh, be, be booked into prominent uh, programs in the Japan side of things. But they got, for whatever reason, nothing for him in Japan. And what's weird about the Shibata situation is the fact that he announced and showed that he'd signed a contract extension. And I want to know, what what is that contract extension about? What does it say on it? Does it have anything about him being a wrestler for New Japan Pro Wrestling, yeah. where they do wrestling matches for wrestlers that work for them? Because he's a wrestler. Mm. He's the wrestler. Uh, but they don't want to let him do any wrestling. So I want to know, what what is that contract all about? And what is going on? Why is it he's only being put by Tony Khan and no one else? I mean, he did that UWFI thing. But again, just would it kill them to just release a statement just to let us know what's going on? If it just like, oh, we can't get him insured or, you know, for safety, the the safety protocols in Japan mean that we are reluctant to use him. Just let us know 
rather than just leaving us all scratching our heads thinking, what the fuck? Why can't this guy wrestle on a, a blue mat? It's, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? It's like just that situation. I mean, we know that, I mean, we've been told by a number of people that Shibata is either gone from the dojo or is very limited there. It's weird. I don't, I, I like, look, no matter what, they this company is still rooted in weird pro wrestling. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, protocol. Um, they're not going to just be on the the level. Um, and I don't see what the big deal is because people are spending money on your product. I, I like. Let's treat it like what it is. Um, if I go to a concert, uh, you know, and and the singer is ill or lost his voice or, you know, they're they're, they're pretty honest with it and pretty forthcoming with it. Well, like imagine it in a, a sports context. If Arsenal just, you know, like like Gabriel Jesus got injured after the World Cup, if they just hadn't said anything, right? You know, but is this guy injured? Is he out of favor? Just like. Right, he's just not there. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you. Yeah, he's just he's not here. Right, right. Um, and now again, there are, there are certain gray lines because you'll get, you know, you won't know it's a shoulder injury. You'll get told it's an upper body injury. All right, but at least you're told it's an injury. I don't know. Like, I just think my frustration is there doesn't seem to be a direction of which way of of, of what this audience the western audience um means to new japan and i they've had a i mean like three years to try to figure it out now i'll give them full marks and full credit uh in the sense that on the fly they they created strong and they gave uh, wrestlers a place to work okay but like even that was good at times, but you know, it was what it was. Now we're kind of we're. I I feel like we're worse off now post pandemic when it comes to New Japan doing things in the states in the West. Yeah, there's there's less content for a yeah. start. I mean. Not everyone watched Strong. I was one of the few people that did, but at least there was an hour of wrestling to watch every week, and I was able to see guys like uh, Bad DTO and, and Jack Kratos, who I'm quite fond of, and, and Kevin Knight wrestling every week. And now, you know, they are wrestling in, in places, but it's not on New Japan World, at least. So there's less stuff for me. Off belched into the microphone again. Beautiful. Jeez, I'm just drinking the Diet Coke. I apologize, everyone. That's that's disgusting. <laughs> What was I talking about? I don't know. But yes, you're right. I agree with you. They're, they, it feels like they're kind of dropping the ball a bit. And again, just looking ahead at the lineups for the cards that are coming up. And I realize that a lot of this for those collision cards are hamstrung by the fact they don't want to announce stuff until after Sakura Genesis. And I get it. But, you know, looking at these two cards at the moment, so Capital Collision, the one in DC, we've got a tag match 
a 10-man tag match and Fred Rosser versus Juice. And then Collision, we got Gabe Kidd versus Eddie Kingston and Alex Coughlin versus Tracy Williams, which it's fine, yeah. like, if those are undercard matches, but... Yeah. <sighs> right. Come on, give, give us something. I mean, just give us a direction. Like, they're just having shows to have shows? Like, this is just, I don't know. I just feel the, the there's no real plan. The AEW thing is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. It is. It's, it's a place where we can get plenty of eyeballs. In the end, <clears throat> these joint promotion things, and they never work. <laughs> At the end of the day, they never work. Um, I don't know. I, I, I look. I think for me, the idea of getting back to where this company was in the United States is a distant memory. I, I just, and unless somebody can give me a glimmer of hope that there is a definitive plan to to be New Japan Pro Wrestling in the United States. Like, let's have New Japan Pro Wrestling in the United States. Not this offshoot, splintered, USA-based, you know, you know, it's the same people. It's I, You know what I mean. Everybody knows what the fuck I mean. And it's kind of getting to the point where uh, interest has to be waning for a lot of people. All right, I'll get off my soapbox. Okay, so back to Multiverse United. We had uh, the strong overweight championship with Kenta successfully defending against Minoru Suzuki, 50 minutes, 27 seconds with a schoolboy. Um, I mean, to be honest, this is a pretty decent spot for both of these guys. They're different sides of the same coin at this point. It's the funny faces, the forearms match. And look, the New Japan Cup, that Kenta versus Sonata 29-minute snoozer, that's where I think we draw the line of the sand on Kenta working anything significantly above 50 minutes, uh, not featuring Zack Sabre Jr. Like, this was good. You know, it was, a, it was a fine match. Nothing we haven't seen many times before. I feel it's the sort of match that US fans are going to get more out of than the Japan fans. And, I mean, also notable to see Kenta uh, yet again having to cheat to win. I don't know if they're setting up a rematch, but also this is just Kenta's MO now as strong champ. That's what he does. That's the story. He has to cheat to beat people. Um, it looks like Eddie Edwards is going to be the next challenger. I, I guess that's happening at Collision. But uh, what did you think of Kenta and Suzuki? It was paint by numbers. <laughs> Japanese talent in the ring with each other. You know, it was it 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 was a little to me felt paint by numbers. Um, I, it, again, and that's not to say that those paint by numbers aren't good. It was, it was good. It was good, but. Like, to me, if you've watched any of this product uh, in the past two years and have watched New Japan Pro Wrestlers come to the United States and have a wrestling match, if you've seen any version of that, this is kind of what this was to me. Like, it, like, this will not stand out in the lexicon of 
uh, New Japan pro wrestlers in a in a ring in the United States. <laughs> it really, it's not. Um, I like the fact that yes, it didn't go thirty five fucking minutes, but you know, here's the thing. It's not like I was expecting more, but I got exactly what I expected um, because I've seen it. It feels like four hundred and fifty times. And that brings us on to the main event here, which was a standing main event because it was supposed to be Speedball Mike Bailey against Will Ospreay, but Ospreay was injured, so we got the uh, break glass in case of emergency, Hiroshi Tanahashi stepping in. So Tanahashi won in 15 minutes, 60 seconds with a high-fly flow. Uh, What did you think of this one? I thought it was good. I did. Um, To be clear, there's nothing great on this show. Um, I think... think they would be missing the boat. I don't know how they they would do it. I mean, they should be able to do it. There's stranger things that have happened in the past where they could make it happen. But um, I'm thinking, how about that Mike Bailey? Would Mike Bailey be a good fit overseas? I think so, right? Ooh. Yeah, I mean, he was hugely popular when he, he worked, was it DDT worked before? I would like to see him back in Japan. I don't know if it would be possible for New Japan to get him in for best of the Super Juniors. I would be up for that. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, why not? He what? was good here. Um, I mean, Tanahashi's always good. He is, I mean, he's slowing down, of course. That's not exactly a hot take. He's not got the explosiveness uh, that he's had even, you know, two or three years ago. But, you know, between this and the uh, Daniel Garcia match at the ROH show, uh, the only thing Tanahashi put over this weekend was an apple. <laughs> Did you see that? His fucking four teeth. Uh, they do look like implants. Um, gone. He took a bite of an apple. He has a picture of, if you follow along with him, on the table, a, a, a bitten apple. And four teeth. <laughs> oh my! What well, I think, what must have happened? I mean, he must be a listener, and he heard you ranting last week about the, just the mere suggestion that he put over MGF, and he's like, "Yeah, fuck all these guys," and so he's on a one-man mission to just destroy and bury the entire U.S. wrestling scene, one wrestler at a time. No one is safe. No, well, you know, we have some good dentists, though. So he'll be, uh, he'll be, in, he'll be in uh, tip-top form. But ah, yeah. God damn, that looks pretty well. Uh, I tell you what, if I'm Mike Bailey, though, having a match, main event, against Hiroshi Tanahashi, and again, replacement, but uh, I've heard he can pull some strings in New Japan Pro Wrestling. If, If there's a guy, let's put it this way, if there's a guy that you're going to try to impress to maybe get some additional work, uh, Hoshi Tanahashi might be the guy that you target. So that's a good position. Like, I'm sure he was like, all right, I really want to work uh, Osprey. I'm sure, I think they've worked before. Um, and, you know, but then, then he finds out that it's Hiroshi Tanahashi. That's got to be a, he's got to be thinking to himself, okay, I got to, I got to really, uh, I got to make sure my I's are dotted and my T's are crossed in this ring. Because uh, this could be this this match could be a a uh, stick a flag in the ground for Mike Bailey's uh, 
cost per show going up. Let's put it that way. Uh, if if Hiroshi Tanahashi has anything to say about it. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from Arena Club. Dot com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you, you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying oh, hey look at some random cards or whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, I'm setting these things off. It's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Off again, that's arena club.com slash VOW net, arena club.com slash VOW net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. And a bit of chatter backstage afterwards, there was um, a con- confrontation between the Motor City Machine Guns, who, lest we forget, are the strong tag team champions, Aussie Open, and Hiroshi Tanahashi. So there are strong rumours now that there will be a three-way match for the strong tag titles between the Dream Team, Tanahashi, Okada, and Aussie Open challenging Motor City Machine Guns. So that, I figure, would be happening at Collision in DC. What do you think of that? Uh, I mean, I think on paper that sounds pretty good. I think, uh, it, it, can we just have the single, uh, when I say singles, the straight two on two tag, like Motor City Machine Guns against Dream Team or Aussie Open against Dream Team. And I get the Machine Guns have the titles at the moment, but I feel those are two, I dare I say, main event level matches where if you give them the right time, 
I think would be brilliant. So it's, again, just just like the multi-man stuff. I'm thinking, oh, you know, look, it looks good on paper, but I just wish it was a two versus two. Yeah. Um, they 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 are very conservative with that. Now, on this show, keep in mind, I mean, the top three matches were singles matches. Um, and, and even you had, what, one on the undercard, the Moose-Cobb match. Everything else was a mix, if, you're, if we're not counting the, the pre-show. Um, but, which is not completely 100% offensive. I wish, I wish there was, I, I wish that they took these shows a little bit more seriously. I would rather have less shows of more importance than random shows with, with that. Um, the match I think will be very good. There's a lot of talented people in that fucking ring, but yeah, I mean, I'm 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 in the same boat with you. So that was Multiverse United. I thought it was a pretty fun show overall. I do not regret watching it on Fight TV. Like nothing, everything was good. Nothing went over 50 minutes, which again is a plus for me and my fucked attention span. Uh, and again, as discussed, it leaned too heavily on multi-man stuff in the undercard, but. If this is going to be an annual event, then I'll watch it. Um, I think Impact are the, the butt of a lot of jokes. But to be honest, they're a pretty solid US partner. I wouldn't want them to be the only US partner, but they don't seem to be doing the, the daft things that they used to. They just seem like a you know fairly well-run company. They've got a small but decent roster. They look to be pushing the right people. Um, and yeah, this was fine. This was good. Yeah, I mean, this was a a... Fine. <clears throat> like this was a honestly, if if I it was were, like strong, it was like it was it was like three weeks worth of strong. Yeah, things. it really was. Um, and he, and here's the thing too, if I'm in Los Angeles for WrestleMania weekend, and this is a show uh, that's being presented, absolutely, I would be there. I would, I would yes, a thousand percent, right. Um, and I think that there, there has to be some, I don't want to say understanding, but you have to go into this with the idea of, okay, this is a WrestleMania weekend show. Um, and the undercard kind of speaks volumes to that. We have a question from Multiverse Ace. He says, after seeing the LA Dojo guys, Knight, Clark, Coughlin, and Yuya have strong outings on several shows during WrestleMania weekend. Who do you think has the best chance to make an impact in Japan by the end of 2023? They all really impressed me over the last few days. I don't know if that was intentional for a Multiverse Ace to have puns using the word strong and impact uh, in the question. But uh, yeah, if you had to pick one, so Kevin Knight, Clark Connors, Alex Coughlin, or Yuya Uemura to make an impact in Japan, by the end of 2023. So I don't think Yuya will be back this year. Um, I would say Kevin Knight. I think we'll put Kevin Knight in best of the Super Juniors. Okay. Give him may, like maybe one or two flagship wins, you know, statement wins, like a, a Coracle Hall win in like a main event or a semi-main event. I think he could really increase his his stock over the next few months. I'm with you. Um, uh, Clark Connors was a name that you had mentioned, right? Um, 
yeah, I think Yuya will. I I think the odds are he won't be back by the end of 2023. Um, Clark Connors, I don't know. I I don't I don't I don't know what they think um, of him making a splash in Japan. Um, I don't know. I I I don't see him being a a a, a major focal point in Japan. Um, what was the other name besides Kevin Knight? Alex Coglin. I think I, I got to be honest with you. I I feel like some of these dojo guys. Don't you think the the, the sun is setting on what New Japan? thinks of these guys maybe yeah they, maybe carl was right they, <laughs> well i was gonna say i mean are they casting envious glances at carl getting a glass smashed in his face from oh, roman reigns good fellas skit yeah uh i mean nothing was promised but I kind of went into strong thinking that, okay, these are the guys that they're going to think of as the future, you know, if, but I don't know, like you would have thought that that would have with, with the borders opening up and everybody kind of, um, out of the, the COVID frame of mind that, that, that ball would have been in full full motion. And I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Um, so I would go to answer the question. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Knight only because he's really hasn't had any opportunity to, to be a part of something special. And I'm not saying that the, the other guys haven't, but... Uh, you know, I, I, they've had a they've had a, a a longer runway to make that happen, and I just I don't I don't think it's going to happen. I think I th- I just see them in the states or you know you know on on these type of shows because 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 New Japan has given me no indication that any of those guys are something that they value. For, for a New Japan Pro Wrestling exclusive event. You know, there, I just don't see any plans for any of them. I mean, there were signs during the Tag League. Like, I think the Super Junior Tag League provided clear evidence that the company are keen on Kevin Knight that in as much as they graduated him in the middle of the tour. So he went from being young line to, you know, having a, an actual character with his own wrestling gear right in the middle of the tour uh, when he was teaming with Kushida and not that the team did anything groundbreaking or, or achieved any great victories during the Super Junior Tag League but just that the, the graduation in the middle of the tour I think showed us that the company are keen on him and goal it's 2-0 Hooray. Benjamin White Benny Blanco from the Bronx uh, yeah uh, and I really enjoyed the Gate Kids Alex Coughlin tag team during World Tag League, and I thought that would be a launching point to do something 
But the fact that we've not seen either of them in Japan since, if I'm not mistaken, was a bit disappointing. And I get that. I can't really criticise the booking of the New Japan Cup Tour because I think they picked a, a small handful of guys that they wanted to bring over and elevate in that tour, which didn't feature Gabe and Coughlin. But you know, if we make it to the end of 2023 and they haven't been given another chance in Japan, then I would be starting to worry because we know New Japan are, can be very, very slow with this sort of stuff. But yeah, we'll get to the point, just like Carl Fredericks, where these guys might be just thinking, you know what, rather than waiting around for a chance that might never come, I, I might just bet on myself and take my chances elsewhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, why, why wouldn't we see the, I, don't, I forget what it was, the Young Lions Cup or whatever the, the fuck that was that Carl uh, won? Um, why don't we see that? Why can't we do that again? What's the problem with having that? Um, there are got there are people on this roster that have never really, let alone step foot in Japan um, under a new Japan banner. Like Fred Rosser. Fred Rosser. Why have we not seen Fred Rosser? Why? Why have we? I assume that's it. They're just they're they're trying to cut back on the number of people they're flying over. Okay, but they'll fly in other people. I, I look. Yeah. I know they're in money saving mode. Yes, I know that, that. I know that, but I don't know. Rosser deserves it. He absolutely. I mean, we've yes. been saying this for years. We've been saying this since you know months into the strong run that we want to see him get the chance in Japan. We're still waiting. Maybe he doesn't want to go to Japan. I don't know. We don't know the full story, but just give him a chance. At least. Yeah. I think he would get over really, really well. I think the fans would be really into Fred. Lovely Fred. We love Fred. Yes. What's there not to like? Goal! It's 3-0. Yeah. And it's another goal for Gabriel Jesus. Wow. Of course. My, my Easter man. All right. Fantastic. Uh, all right. So let's move on to Monday's show, also at Korakuen Hall. So first match is Oscar Loiber and Tomohiro Ishii against Hinari and Great Okan. Second match, Wato Yo and Tiger Mask against Takadoki. Doki, a hey, Doki, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Third match is Taguchi, Yano, and Shota against Ghetto, Ishimori, and ELP. But no sign of Oleg Bolton on this. So, well done. Yeah, it's interesting. They've got him in for that mm. match, and then he doesn't seem to be featured afterwards. Uh, then we've got, wait, what did I say who they're wrestling against? Yeah, Ghetto, Ishimori, and ELP. Fourth match, Honma, Yoshihashi, and Goto against Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, and Mark Davis. Then we've got Hiromu, Shingo, and Naito against Fujita, Robbie, and Zack. Sixth match, Tanahashi and Okada against Taichi Sanada. Now, that one is going to be great. And as I said before, I think Taichi Sanada is a tag team I'm really looking forward to. And dare I say, early favorite, not favorites, but definitely contenders for World Tag League. Yeah. Do I think they're going to pick? I think, I kind of think they've got to win this one here. I mean, I know Tanahashi has now gone into um, that doesn't work for me brother mode, and he's probably going to refuse to to lie down for either of these guys. But I just feel in in order to get over just five guys, and particularly Sanada, I think we're getting a, a Taichi Sanada win here. I think Sanada's probably pinning Tanahashi. I think you. I think you're you are on to something. Um... The idea we you know we have to we have to build some people up a, a little bit, get people excited for future shows. I would not be surprised, and I am excited by that tag team. Like 
like that is a uh, a different different feel. And again, they're coming out. We got some new gear. Look, I, I'm in. I'm in on this. I, I'm 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 giving Sonata every opportunity to shine. Like, go for it. This is it. This is it um, for Sonata. And I feel like everything's lined up for it to be good. So let's say, fingers crossed. If not, I'll be jerking off with some Jenga eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Jenga eggs. Our seventh match, uh, main event at Korokon Hall, is the never openweight six man tag team championship match with uh, Ren, Despi, and Suzuki. The champions defending against House of Torture, Show, Yujiro, and Evil. Now, I believe we figured out uh, last week just by looking at the Sakura Genesis cards where we will see uh, the House of Torture team in a, a random six-man match against Akira, Henare, and Cobb mm. that we figured House of Torture are winning and that maybe that United Empire trio are being lined up as the next challengers. So I think a House of Torture win here. And given that it is in Korakun Hall, which is the home of the house, if you like, where we're going to get red-hot reactions. They're going to be on the edge of their seats for all the interference, all the shenanigans. Um, I think this, uh, I'm going to stick my neck out and say, is going to be House of Torture at their best. I love home of the house. <laughs> I love it. Home of the house. That's that's uh, That will be used a few times in the future. Yeah, I think so too. I think uh, they kind of... Um, they they uh, exposed their hand, so to speak. So, yep, I think that's where we are with when it comes to the never six mans. All right, so that brings us on to Sakura Genesis, which will take place Saturday, April the eighth, in Sumahu Ryoku Kokugikan. And our first match is the Shinichi Champion Grand Prix Celebration match. So it's a six-man tag team match where participants will be it'll be mixed factions and they will be revealed when they make their entrance. I mean, I think we spoke last week about the people that are not involved on the cards and who could be featured in this match. Um, like I said, her original pitch was Makabe Taichi Onyo versus Zach Kent and TJP. So it's just basically a random select match. So... There's not really too much we can preview there, but should be a bit of fun anyway. Um, just a, a random six-man match. Uh, second match, we have, uh, as I say, Akira Hinari and Jeff Cobb against Show Yujiro and Evil. So I suppose New Japan booking patterns would dictate that uh, we will probably get one of the United Empire guys pinning one of the House of Torture guys, probably like Cobb pinning Yujiro mm-hmm. in order to set up United Empire as future challengers for the Never Six-Man titles. Yeah. I mean that's that would make sense, and again, just just to stick the House of Torture uh, guys in, in in a random match, <laughs> you know, it kind of again kind of shows their cards, but we'll see, we'll see. Third match is Bushi Shingo and Naito against Doki Kanemaru and Taichi. So I'm just thinking. Could there be any future programs? Maybe a KOPW program set up here. I don't think it will be Taichi again because him and Shingo has been done to death at this point. Could we be getting maybe Kanemaru Shingo or Doki against Shingo for KOPW? don't know. It could be. Or perhaps we're setting up Naito and Taichi to be having a little singles feud together. So some 
certainly some possibilities here. Yeah, but all of those kind of go against the grain of what I'm thinking, you know, with Tai Chi and Sonata and um, maybe Hanare winning KOPW. So I'm, I'm hoping... I mean, what else? It might, it, here's the thing: it might not even be a setup. Well, period. no. Okay, so sorry, so poo poo. Go ahead, please. I was going to say your theory that Hinari will win KBW, then would he also be involved in this never six man? Right. Uh, There's a lot of ifs and buts here. There's a lot of moving parts. But I'm just just throwing. I that agree. Out there. I'm with you. I'm with you. Listen, I want good things for Hinari. <laughs> Guy doesn't jerk off. Come on, <laughs> eat some. No tenga eggs for him. Right, he's not going to take a tenga egg. I'm a, I'm a weakling. I'm a terrible man. I get. I'm doing it for the show. I offer you an egg in these trying times. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. Oh. Uh, All right. Uh, fourth match, we have Master Watto, Hikuleo, and Tamatonga versus ELP, Kenta, and David Finlay. Now, this one has got red flags all over it big klaxons going woo, woo, bullet club civil war angle alert so um no doubt absolutely nothing is going to happen it's just going to be uh, a routine win for one of these teams but it, it, it feels like something's got to give here with elp saying that he's the leader and finlay saying that he's the leader and kenta being stuck in the middle and especially being against hikolo and tamatonga on the other side it feels like something's got to give here surely you would think uh, I've I've gotten to the point where I feel like it's taking years off my life <laughs> waiting for this to happen. Um, um, look, it does. It's it screams it. It screams it. But I'm going to give you the old shoulder shrug and be like, one, it's too late. Two, I don't know if I'm. Um, I I don't know if I'm at the point of, boy, I'm I feel like I'm getting the C and D uh, options when it came to this civil war. Um, um, I I don't know, I don't know. I I, I I'm 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 almost at the point where I'm kind of hoping that nothing happens. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just you know, just have the match. Boom, and that's that, and and let's not ever speak of it again. But it is there for the taking. It is there for the taking. You would think something would be up in this match, but who knows? Who knows? And okay, come on, play, play along, okay. play along. Give me a prediction for an angle. So, what happens at the end of this? Like, is it going to be? I mean, the it it feels like it's ELP getting kicked out of Bullet Club because. With Kenta on this path of being a cheating strong champion, mm-hmm. I don't think he is going to be leaving Bullet Club. So the way that ELP has been booked recently and the fan reactions he's getting and him two sweet and kids in the crowd at Gorakuen Hall against Naito, mm-hmm. it feels like this is the point where ELP gets booted out of Bullet Club. His tweets kind of point you in that direction as well. Which again might be just a, just a big diversion. Uh, yes, it does. It does feel like it. It does seem like it. It does. It does. It does. <sighs> the best thing I could say is, let's see what happens. <laughs> right? Let's see what happens. Uh, ELP getting kicked out. 
I think that's the odds on favorite for what's going to happen at this match. Yes, and I'm also intrigued by Hikaleo and Tamatonga being on the opposite side. Like, is there potential for something, some sort of connection between ELP and those two? There? Could not. ELP be recruited into Gorillas of Destiny? I hope Who knows? not. So, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll move on then. Uh, fifth match is the 60 minutes time limit. Uh, probably not going to get close to that. Is the IWGP Women Championship three row match with the champion Mercedes. Money. I find myself singing that theme tune a lot. I just sort of walk around the house going, money. Really? Annoying. It's very catchy. After the last US show, whatever it was, I can't remember the name of it, but that's what I was doing for about a week afterwards. But yeah, it'll be Mercedes Money defending against the challengers Azumi and Hazuki from Stardom. Now, I believe the logic in it being a three way, I believe Azumi is already holding some sort of title. So they didn't want her taking the pin. So hence Hazuki being in there. So I'm assuming it's going to be Mercedes uh, pinning or submitting Hazuki. But uh, I'm interested to see this because I think this is quite a test for Mercedes because I'm led to believe that, again, I have complete ignorance on the matter, but I believe Azumi is someone who is emblematic of that high-speed, high-intensity stardom style. Mm. So... Maybe there's a stylistic element to that. Maybe there were worries that perhaps Mercedes couldn't keep up with someone like Azumi. So that could be why Hazuki has been put in there as well to balance things out. But from a stylistic standpoint, I'm intrigued to to see what those uh, Mercedes against Azumi segments look like. But again, I'm completely out of my depth here. I know fuck all about Joshi. I think Mercedes is winning here. I do too. Um, I'm excited to see... uh see her work in this environment. Um, look, there, there was a lot of pressure on her to to come out of her her winning the title and, you know, to to make a big splash. And I think she did. I think she did very well for herself. Uh, this, I don't know, just this feels a little bit different. It feels like there's a, a lot more moving parts um, and a lot more opportunity for things. I don't first match in front of a Japan crowd as well. Correct. Yeah. Um, there's, a, I feel like there's a lot more involved here for her to, and again, a lot of different moving parts to make sure that they're moving in the right fashion and in the right way. Um, yeah, like to me, this is a, this is a true test for her. Um, in Japan, a three-way match with, with with wrestlers that she's she might not be the most familiar with, um, and vice versa. Um, will there be style meshing or style clashes? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I actually have a lot of interest in this match just to see how she does. I want to see Monet. Uh, and I want to see how she does in this environment, in this match, in in all of this. Um, I'm very curious to see how this goes down. How much time do you think they get? Is it, I think the Mercedes fans are always already annoyed that they're on the fifth match of a nine-match show. Are they going to get even more annoyed when this match goes like eight minutes long? Uh, I think it goes a little longer than eight. 
but I you're not going to get thirty. Let's put it that way. Uh, I'm uh, you know if you're if you're okay with like somewhere between ten and honestly twelve, that's where I think you're going to be you slotted in. So if that disappoints you, then be ready to be disappointed. I can't see it going any longer than that. Now, the question is, should they be given the time? I think it depends on what happens here. I really do. I think I think this believe it or not, this is a big fucking test. Big test. And I know that's preposterous for some people to comprehend because this is uh, a a woman who has headlined major US shows for other companies. Um, that might have a little bit more visibility. But trust me when I say this, this is a test to see what can be done. Um, and if it's a rousing success, they would be absolutely just out of their minds if they didn't take advantage of it. But know that this is this is a big test. Um, to see how this is going over. Yeah, absolutely. Sixth match is the NJPW World TV Championship match with Zack Sabre Jr. with his fourth defense against Shota Umino. I'm in two minds on this because part of me thinks Shota got his big win over Zack during the cup and that's his lot. But I also think you know, maybe Shota needs to, to win these big singles matches. These shows. I mean, he's already lost tonight. I, I, I'm kind of talking myself out of it. I mean, stylistically, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what the match looks like because I think having that 15 minute time limit could be good for Shota and get him to show that urgency and intensity that you don't get when the match is going close to 30 minutes. But I don't know. I'm finding it really difficult to decide. I mean, the whole um, statement of intent. Uh, for the, the NJPW World TV Championship was supposed to be for young wrestlers. And it's not that Zach is an old guy, but you know we all expected Red Narita to win because he fit that mission statement and, and that brief. So Shota would also fit that. So I think he would be pretty good champion, to be honest. Yeah. You know, If you had to be designing someone to be flying the flag for this, doing short matches, being a young guy, representing the future of the company, you can't at the moment really pick anyone better than Shota Umino, say. So. Uh, well, I hope so they go in really on that. Say that Shota wins. Yes, I would love it. So, good. So okay, then go all in on that. So, so again, I spent five minutes talking about Strong and what, what's their plans for the U.S. and are these guys ever going to be in, in the, and I put in air quotes, the main roster. Um, like that, all those guys that we talked about, why wouldn't they be in line for shots at that type of title? If it's a youngster's title, if it is a 15-minute match, not, maybe not sprint, but you get my point. Like, okay, you, ha you have something there. You have something built in there. Let's utilize the people that we have because it doesn't seem like there's a plan for any of them. So can we do that? Because, right, if that was the mission statement, 
put the belt on him and let's have him defended against those type of guys. So now everybody has a purpose. I have a question from Daryl who says, now that we're a few months in, what do you think of the television championship? I think it's nice to have a division that's unique. And there are times that belts get hot or cold and that's normal, but what new Japan championship should be chucked in the bin forever. So first of all, Yes, I like the television championship. I like the time limit. Um, I've expressed before that I would would hope that some of the matches go not just up to 14 minutes and 50 seconds. You know, It doesn't have to go right towards the bell because there are a few too many matches where you get the standard feeling out process and then they, they click into gear. But I would like to see some of these matches, you know, go less than 10 or maybe even five minutes where, you know, the guys are thinking, shit, there's time in here. We've got to go all out straight away and finish the match early. Um, but I would say it's been pretty successful so far. I look forward to seeing it. I think there have been some decent matches so far. Uh, what belt should be chucked in the bin forever? I don't know. I think they've all, there's potential for all of them. I don't like the way the US title is being booked or not booked at the moment. Um, the Never title seems to have, yeah. lost its way a little bit. I think, do we really need both of those? Yeah. Uh, there's too many belts. <laughs> I've said it before, there's too many belts. There's, let me take that back. There's too many meaningless belts. There's too many belts that people just, why, 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 why do I care about this? Why would anybody want this? <laughs> this is really the question. Um <sighs> You know, you you mentioned something, you know, have these matches be less than, you know, the 40, 14 minutes and 45 seconds or, you know, whatever. And let's, let's end one in eight minutes or whatever, or five minutes or what have you. I think the problem is, is that I don't know of, and I could be wrong, I don't know any wrestler that I've ever talked to or I've ever been interacting with or met or had any type of professional relationship with uh, wanting to, to do a job in five minutes, you know? So at least they make them look competitive going 14 minutes and 45 seconds as opposed to losing an eight. So, I mean, there, there's, there is always that element. Like, I don't, I forget who said it, but, you know, there is always something to be said about the the, the ideas that come, uh, and then there's a whole nother thing of getting the wrestlers to agree to it. It's not it's not like do it uh, and you're fine or you're fine. You know, there's probably a lot of negotiation of oh why don't we uh, why don't we do twelve or why don't we you know all that shit. So um, yeah. So that being said. I think right now, all, all never title. It's probably low. I like the concept of the TV title, but honestly, do we need it? <laughs> do we do we really need it? Like, honestly, do we need the TV title? I thought that was a rhetorical question. <laughs> um, no, 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 we did, we didn't. We didn't need it. We don't need it. Do we need it's fun? Okay. Is it... okay, okay, KOPW. Yeah. Get rid of that. That's that's the, the obvious one. Isn't that the to, fun one? Right. Isn't that the fun one? Or supposedly the fun one? So we have a title that 
is the wacky stipulation title. And we have the title that 15 minutes. And we have the title that, you know, it's for the United States. And we have a title. It's just. We don't need any of them. We don't need any of them. You know what we need? We need IWG. Melt them all down and make just one massive gold belt. (laughs) Like a huge one that's like as big as a ring. Yes. It's a gold Cadillac. (laughs) Drive to the ring. Defend the Cadillac. Um, They need the heavyweight title. They need a secondary title. And that's it. That's it. We have a strong title. We have. Do we need the strong title anymore, Joel? <laughs> there's no strong. I would say right. no. no there's there's a there's like three that quite honestly, without really any thought, you could just throw right in the fucking bin, and this company would not lose a beat. Sorry, I I hate I hate to be negative, Nelly, but those titles mean dick all to me. Seventh match is the IWGP Tag Team Championship match with the champions Bishamon defending against the challengers Aussie Open. Really excited about this one. They, the four of them had tremendous chemistry in their, the, the singles matches between Fletcher, uh, Yoshihashi and Goto in the New Japan Cup. I think Mark Davis has come out of the cup with uh, a lot more backers and people being able to see what he's able to do. We already knew that Aussie Open were, were a terrific tag team. And now I think a lot of fans are starting to wake up and realize that Bishamon are fucking great as well. So I've got very, very high expectations for this one. Um, I don't really think there's a wrong option here in terms of who wins the belt. I'd be delighted to see Bishamon retain. I'll be equally happy to see Aussie Open belted up. So it's a bit of a coin flip to me. Um, I will say... Yoshihashi and Goto. I think Bishamon retain just because Aussie Open are going to be involved in this three-way strong tag championship match at Collision. I don't think they go into that as IWGP heavyweight tag champions as well. It's going to be a great match. Really is. It's really going to be a great match. Uh, I don't know. I kind of would, would like to see a title change. Uh, even though even though last week I... I I oozed all over my uh, my newfound love for Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto. Uh, I kind of want a title change here. I kind of do. You're right. It doesn't seem like it would be make much sense, but stranger things have happened, right? Stranger things have happened. So let's do that. You know, I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm kind of still stuck on the, the conversation we had a few moments ago with the titles and get getting rid of you know what i miss i miss f- the focus of new japan pro wrestling being on new japan pro wrestling i miss i i don't want anybody to lose a job that's not the the greatest f- feeling in the world i don't want that but in the same breath there is so much fat that needs to be trimmed. And we, our focus is in nine different places and several different promotions. And we're spread all over the place. I, I, I miss the focus 
of New Japan Pro Wrestling where it was, these are the guys, and you would have guys do tours, you know, being brought like a Dragon Lee or uh, whomever, you know. Or, and I'm not saying we have to go back to the 90s where, you know, you're just bringing in the Steiners and you're bringing in these guys for tours, but maybe I am. I just miss, I miss the focus of New Japan Pro Wrestling being on New Japan Pro Wrestling. I really do. I miss that. I was just thinking, Damon, as you were mentioning that, when was the last time that uh, a member of their domestic roster was cut for being rubbish? Like, was it capped in New Japan? Because it just seems that they're just hanging on to everybody. Uh, retirement's notwithstanding. It just seems that these guys are just sticking around longer and longer and longer these days. It does feel that way. Um, I mean... I just think that the volume of people um, is is a lot, and it just feels like you know we have guys that just are just floundering, just you know, it, right? It, it, shit or get off the pot, is, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. You know, like make a move on some of these guys or or don't, but there's no need to just keep hanging them around, is there? Um, the last time, I mean, I'm thinking of like. New J- Captain New Japan or Yoshi uh, uh, Yoshiatsu, um, but that was—I don't know which one was first. Um, it's been a while. It's been a while. I just—I don't know. I don't know why. I'm. I'm... <laughs> the, the year is 2023, and we're both sitting here predicting uh, Yujiro Takahashi to be winning the right. New Japan title on a major show. No joke. I mean, that's that's where we are, and it just feels like I don't know. I would I would really like to have a little bit more streamlinedness. Um, yeah. Okay. And I, and I know. Hey, listen, if we're if we're in cost cutting mode, not for nothing. If we're in cost cutting mode. Can we can do that? Get rid of some of these titles. Get rid of some of these guys that you're not going to do anything with, and let's move on. Clem Fandango says, with Davis and Fletcher's success in the New Japan Cup as singles, do you push them as single stars, leaving a vacuum for a heavyweight team in United Empire, or keep them as a team, limiting their potential? I think you keep them as a team for now. Uh, I've said before. I think in the future. Carl Fletcher is has got a, a tremendous upside as a singles guy, and I think the Carl Fletcher Will Ospreay single passing the torch singles program seems nailed on in my eyes. But I don't think you do that yet. I think you keep them together as a tag team uh, because they are a really good tag team and people like them, and they have not reached the peak uh, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So yeah, you know maybe them losing this goal, it's four one. Uh, losing this match uh, against Bishamon. So, you know, losing yet another big match after they lost the, uh, was it the World Tag League Finals? I'm thinking of that they lost. Um, you know, maybe that's part of the story that by having them repeatedly lose, then there's that emotional buy in. Yeah. Or maybe they just lose forever. I don't know. But uh, here's the thing, though. What, what do you think? Yeah, but do we keep them as a tag team or split them up? Uh, you know what? You keep them as a tag team. You know, throughout modern time, I guess, New Japan. Um, you, you see that a lot. You rarely see that tag team, tag team. Um, you know, you could see that with, you know, Naito and Yujiro back in the day. You could see that with Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows. 
You can see that with uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, even Goto and Yoshihashi. Uh, you know, the, the idea of establishing these guys uh, also as singles competitors and and putting them as a tag team and having them find success there. I mean, uh, you saw it with uh, Evil and Sonata. You saw it with, you know, a lot of these teams, they, they, they don't necessarily start out as this, you know, the Midnight Express, you know, they're, you know, or, you know, the, that idea and that concept is not really what happens. It's these singles guys that are established as singles guys that make a great team. Um, now, maybe we went in reverse when it comes to Aussie Open, um, where they're established more as a tag team and they needed to give them a little love from a singles uh, competitor kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a thing in New Japan where they're established as singles competitors as well as tag team wrestlers. Um, again, we're just we're just flipping it, you know, in, in how we have to present these guys. But no, keep them as a team. They're, I think they're more valuable as a team. That brings us on to the eighth match, which is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match, where Hiromu Takahashi is defending against Robbie Eagles, and I think Robbie is going to win. I think with a fresh coat of paint. As a newest addition to TMDK, that would do a lot of good for Robbie. I kind of feel that he needs this. And also, I'm just looking ahead to best of the Super Juniors. And I just, I've just got a feeling about Hiromu going into that as champion that, that doesn't quite work. Because he's their biggest draw. And I think they would want him in the final to put over whomever it is is going to win. Which could very well be Master Watto. And I just think having Robbie Eagles going into Best of the Super Juniors, or it could be Leo Rush, Damon. Maybe we'll get a Leo Rush and Robbie rematch and it's uh, for the Best of the Super Juniors final. Who knows what it's going to be? The point is, I think Robbie Eagles is a good guy you could have going into the tournament as champion, but a guy who doesn't necessarily make the final. Because it's rare that the champion makes the right. final. And I just think they want. Hiromu in the final because he's one of the biggest stars in the division. Yep. So there's a kind of booking logic behind Robbie Eagles winning. And also that Robbie Eagles is fucking great and he should be the champion because he's one of the best. Yep. Uh, I, I listen, I agree with everything you said. Everything from top to bottom. Establish Robbie as a new member of uh, Kingdom. Uh, establish um, the fact that, you know, you're right. In the finals, it's not like the champion always makes it there, and 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 you can make new stars. Uh, boy, I, I tell you what, I had a lump in my throat when you when you said Hiromo putting over fucking Master Watto in this thing. But I mean, Watto man is coming. Whether or not you're ready for it, Damon, it is coming. <laughs> well, and you'll you'll come around well, I... like all the other wrestlers you come around on. Um, you will be praying at the altar of Water. uh, Watermaniacs soon enough. Yes. All right. Uh, I hope so. Fingers crossed. I don't see it, but okay. Uh, you know, stranger things have happened, right? Okay. All right. Main event, ninth match, uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Kasuchika Okada defending against Sanada. 
I'm very bullish on this match. Again, people might hand wave Sonata and hand wave him wrestling Okada yet again. I think this is going to be really great. As I've said before, these are two very different wrestlers to the ones who last wrestled each other for the title back in, what was it, King of Pro Wrestling 2019. This is Black Trunks Okada, who has got no time to be fucking about with the time wasters. He's going to be angry and he's going to be beating the shit out of Sonata. And Sonata, I think, is going to be tapping into that fire, that that passion and aggression that he's learned from Tai Chi. I think this is going to be really, really good. And you want a hot take? I think, I think Sonata's going to win. Wow, really? <sighs> I am... I am so hopeful for this. Uh, you're right. Th- these aren't the same people. These are not the same people. New coats of paint all around. Everybody's got a bucket. Everybody's got a fresh brush. I'm cautiously optimistic. Because if it's going to happen, it's going to happen here. Like if we're going to see something special and good and where everyone praises, this is it. This is where we do it. Uh, I'm trying not to go into this with past thoughts uh, on Sonata. I, I am. I'm trying to go into this and not cloud what what I'm, what I'm seeing with what happened in the past. Um, so I am excited for this because the possibilities here are possibility of greatness the possibility of greatness um yes let's i think the crowd is going to be into it absolutely into it i think this has the making of something very good i don't know if if i'm changing the title i gotta be honest with you because if around the corner we're looking at sonata and tai chi as a tag team which I think I'm more excited over. Um, I think Okada's getting a win. Uh, the idea of Sonata as your heavyweight champion, whew, I don't know. I, I, I'm not. I don't know if I'm. I, I don't know if I'm ready for that one. I don't know if I'm ready for that one. Uh, I'm ready for a great match, and I'm ready for Sonata Tai Chi having the tag straps, or at least challenging. I don't know if I'm all in on a on a on a title reign here. So I'm going Okada with the win. Are you reading anything into the fact that Collision in DC will seemingly have Okada and Tanahashi challenging for the strong tag team titles? Would it would it be a bit weird to have your IWGP World Heavyweight Champion fucking about for the strong tag titles and not just do a IWGP defense? That's part of my reasoning in thinking why we might have. Sonata going into this show as the champion. Oh my god, could you imagine Sonata going into Forbidden Door as champion? The the AW fans <laughs> just lose their shit. Uh that's that's the one one of the, one of the top AW stars having to lie down for Sonata. Yeah, that's where Fry Danielson staring at the lights. Yeah. That's where I'm kinda on uh, you know, and that's that's another reason. I didn't even take that into consideration, quite honestly. Um, Forbidden Door. Uh Nah, I just, I, I no, I can't see it. I, he could lose it again by Dominion, to be fair, because Dominion would be before Forbidden Door, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But here's the thing, too. I mean, we just saw a program with 
Okada as the heavyweight champion going after the world tag titles, right? And again, we're, we're going down a few notches for the strong tag titles. I mean, the, the, here's the thing. They won't win it. Um, they'll figure something out. But yeah, I mean, I can't see Okada losing here. I just can't. I, and maybe it's, it's I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to think of it. Uh, Damon, think about this. Think, think Sonata's new finisher, the Deadfall, I think he's calling it now. Is that not a perfect counter to the Rainmaker? Can you not just see that in your mind's eye? Yeah. Uh, the the ripcord, the lariat coming in, Sonata ducking it, reversing it straight into the Deadfall, <sighs> to the stunned okay. real Goku crowd. Look, Can you not just see that happen. Here's what I'm afraid of. What do we do after Okada? Like, who's going to be the next challenger? And what is that match going to look like? At the very least... You... Uh, is there anyone on this show who could be picking up a big win to set themselves up as challenger? Could be Naito or Shingo. No, Shingo's got KPW. Do you think Naito? Naito. Naito getting a, a pin over Taichi. He's, he's beaten Sanada's boy. Hmm. Naito comes out afterwards. Sanada Naito for Dontaku. Mm. Or it could be your new Bullet Club leader. Could be Finlay coming out again. And... Yeah. Ah, uh, balls. <sighs> ELP? Now, see? Okay. Boy, that would, that would really fucking rile some people up, wouldn't it? Sanada as champion, ELP channeling. <laughs> Some people riled up, riled up. Uh, no, I'm, I, I I can't fantasy book any longer. Okada's winning. All right. Well, that is Sakura Genesis, Saturday, April 8th at Ryogoku Kokugan. And at the very least, I think there is reasonable doubt about Okada winning, which you could not say for previous encounters between these yes. two. And I think that's going to add a bit of extra spice to those, you know, back and forth closing stretches of the near falls. Because, you know, I'm not just saying that I think Sonata's going to win to add a bit more excitement to the match. But I really do think that for those reversals and near falls, we're going to be biting on them, regardless of whoever ends up winning. I think there is, you know, you think Okada's winning. You give me a percentage chance that Sonata wins. I think, honestly... 60-40? I don't think it's a... There you go. Yeah, I don't think it's a... That, that is an achievement in and of itself. Right. right. Oh, I, trust me. I'm not hand-waving your proposal of that happening. Sir, I am not. Like, I, I'm more worried that it will happen. To be honest. <laughs> I'm more worried that it will happen. Um. Yes, that that will make this match much more. Look, what was the last time that happened? Where we're going into a match, but like, you know, Okada could fucking lose this thing. It's been a while. It's been a little bit. So, yeah, it's it's the, the match. I think the that alone is going to make the match a lot more interesting. That's for sure. I think a lot of eyeballs should be on this match. Uh, yeah, 60-40. I'm not, I'm, I am not confident in anything when it comes to this. 60-40. All right. Well, that'll do it for today. Uh, redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash J dash cast. 
and want to show some financial appreciation for the work that we do. Discord link, you can get that by sending me a direct message on Twitter at Cobra Kawaii and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash SuperJCast for our wonderful t-shirts. Big thank you to Editor Dan. You can find him on Twitter at LousyHero219 and at Skatebox UK for their upcoming EP. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network for other great shows. Give us a five-snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at SuperJCast. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and goodbye. Hello, do you like New Japan Pro Wrestling? Are you a Shin Nihon freak? If so, check out the Super Jcast with Joel and Damon on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. And even if you fucking hate New Japan Pro Wrestling, listen to the Super Jcast anyway. Not just for our great show reviews, analysis, and pastrami sandwiches, mm-hmm. but there's also usually some dick jokes somewhere in the obligatory opening 30 minutes of absolute nonsense we chat about every single week. That's the Super Jcast for all the best talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling, crisps, and pornography.